Merch available right now. Follow all social media platforms to stay updated on promos and more. What's up? What it do? It's your boy, Dead Gamer. And welcome to another episode of The Gamers Den. Appreciate you coming through. If this is your first time here, this is the show where we go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything sprinkled in there. And usually we start off with a thing called quick hits, but before we get into that, I just want to clear up a few things about the Stadia referral link in the description. So time and time again, I get a message or two and people ask me and they, or tell me, yo, the Stadia referral link doesn't work. It's not working. It's not working. So up on the screen right now is how you meet the requirements for it to work. Friends who sign up using your link will get two free months of Stadia Pro, a one month trial plus and an extra month from you. They can play instantly, no special controller needed. So what that means is, if you've already signed up for Stadia before watching this video, any future video or previous video of mine with a Stadia link in it, if you've already signed up and you've already been playing, when you come to my video and you click the link, you will not get free months of Stadia Pro. These, this, the link will only work if you are a new person, a new player signing up to Stadia and you want to try it out. You want to see what the hype is all about. So that's how it'll work. Key phrase here is sign up. So I've already signed up. I've, I pay, I got Stadia Pro. So if I was to, let's say October, I, I stopped paying for, for my Stadia Pro and I click somebody else's Stadia Pro referral link, I'm not going to get months of Stadia Pro because I've already signed up for Stadia. I've, I already have my account. It's not going to work. So hopefully that clears up the air and any misunderstandings and miscommunications about the Stadia referral link. So if you are interested in Stadia and you want to see what the hype is about, go ahead, click up, click the link below, sign up, get you two months of Stadia free. And if you like what you, and if you like the experience and you like what you see, go ahead and pay for that bad boy. Other than that, you know, hope you enjoy, have a good time. And with that being said, let's get into quick hits. So today on Quick Hits, we got two articles. And you know, here on Quick Hits, we keep it brief, we keep it brief. So let's go ahead and get into it. Dr. Lupo is the latest streamer to move from Twitch to YouTube gaming. Now, we all know about these stream deals, right? And these uh, streamers signing exclusive deals. Remember all them years ago where Ninja signed that exclusive stream deal with Mixer just for Mixer to no longer exist now? You know, uh, remember when Valkyrie, she signed that exclusive stream deal to exclusively stream on YouTube? Yeah, this is happening because these people command and have such a following and a fan base. And people want users and players and just people in general to come to their platforms as well. Mixer was early in the game, but nobody was streaming on Mixer. You know, nobody knew the splits on Mixer, how much you could and couldn't get paid, whatever the case. And ultimately, we see what happened with Mixer. It don't exist no more. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Lupo already has a sizable presence on YouTube with more than 1.7 million followers, but in switching to the Google-owned platform, 
he is moving on from his large audience on Twitch, where he has 4.5 million followers. Today is August 30th, and he is reported to do his first YouTube game stream on August 31st. So that should be today when this video is uploaded today. I don't know what time today, but apparently today, I don't know who this man is just to put that out there. I don't, I don't watch people on Twitch. I used to, and you know, it's, it was some people I follow and you know, I've been following their careers and they got on Twitch, they doing podcasts and late night shows and all that. It's just, it's not them that I don't like, it's the platform. So that's a whole different video for a whole nother day. But yeah, Dr. Lupo, he's he's another one. Valkyrie, she's already over here on YouTube. And people are coming to YouTube because YouTube is offering a better situation. I read an article, I've been doing some digging and I found some information that said that Twitch is taking about 50% of the subscriptions, which is pretty much in comparison to YouTube taking 50% of what you earn from your content in general. So yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Now, does Twitch have bigger audiences and more of a following? Yes, they do. But YouTube, you know, everybody, all the plug channels is on YouTube. All the plug channels for everybody is on YouTube. So, I mean, it, it's some symbiosis here, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case. There is no number disclosed on how much his exclusive deal is for, and I wouldn't read it no way. You know what I'm saying? We not pocket watching over here. But that's what it is, man. That's just what it is. And let's move on to the last thing of quick hits. China limits online video games to three hours a week for young people. Now, this is a crazy, crazy headline. This has been making headlines and making rounds and spreading like wildfire all in the video game ecosystem here over here on the video game side of things. So let's go ahead and get into it. The new regulation unveiled by the National Press and Publication Administration will ban minors defined as those under 18 years of age from playing online video games entirely between Monday and Thursday. On the other three days of the week and on public holidays, they will be only permitted to play between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. So that's just crazy in itself. And that's just a wow. That is a big wow. So it's it's just wow. You know, further along in the article, it, they're saying something about an anti-addiction system operated by the NWPA. I don't, I, I, I mean, I, if I was going into detail about this, it would have to be a main topic, but it's not a main topic because, you know, it's just, if you've been keeping an eye about video games and just China in general and the relationship with that, China see video games a different way than a lot of the rest of the world do, especially the United States. If the United States said, hey, y'all can only play games for an hour, we would protest and, and raise some hell because it's no way you about to, no, we supposed to be laying to the free, freedom of speech, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, you know, China got billions and billions of people. So, you know, their cultural life is their cultural life. I'm not here to bash it. I'm not here to, to express no negative connotation or nothing around it. I'm just sitting here like, wow. So if I have anybody or if anybody is in China watching this, any Chinese supporters, fans, whatever you want to call yourself, 
um, excuse me, I burped, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, um, just let me know how this is going to affect you and what you think about this in the comments. Let me know about this. Um, if you ask for, if you ask for my advice, I'm just going to say, don't buy a game. You better off just getting a game boy or something. You might as well just go mobile. That way you can play the game throughout your day instead of, oh man, I spent 15 minutes loading on the screen. Now my time gone. You don't want that. And with that being said, that's going to be it for quick hits. If you made it to this point of the video, I appreciate you. Once again, make sure you like the video and subscribe. That'll really help the guy out. So we got one article for the main topic today. And this is very shocking, not only to myself, but I'm pretty sure this will be shocking to everybody else. And just to the other people who do what I do when this make this right when this make their rounds, we make its rounds and they land on their desk. So let's get into it. Cloud gaming market to reach 6.5 billion by 2024. Now this is 6.5 billion annually, meaning every year by 2024. Now I made a tweet within the last 24, 48 hours, you know, just, you know, asking how can cloud, cloud gaming die 200 times? Because like I said, I've expressed multiple times on my Twitter and on my show here, quit feeding and quit propelling and pushing this negative narrative about cloud gaming, whether it's Stadia, Luna, GeForce Now, Game Pass, PlayStation, whatever, quit it. Let people get an experience for themselves because Y'all are people with big, bigger followings than me. Y'all got way more than 300 subs. Y'all got 5,000, 20,000. You, you turning and deterring hundreds and thousands of people away from something that them themselves personally never got the experience. All because they like you. You need to keep that in mind. Don't just drag people around and take them to do stuff and just drag them around just because you got the power to do so. That's not always going to produce the best results for you. You want to be you want to be tangible and you want to be clear and precise in the things you present and the things you say. And with that being said, not only myself, but a lot of other people who use cloud gaming as their primary gaming source and even just casually people who report on cloud gaming. We said we here and we standing up for it and we here to combat it every time. So let's go ahead and get into this article. You know what I'm saying? And see what we got going on. So the thing about this article is this right here. Helped along by the COVID-19 pandemic, the adoption of cloud gaming has quickened in recent years and the number of competing services have provided players with several new ways to enjoy their games. These two factors are the primary catalyst for growth in the cloud sector. I almost read dude's name. I don't know how to say his name. I would have butched it. Um, but yeah, which is a fact. I've told people this. I've said this in real life with real conversations. In game, while I'm playing games with my headset on, and I'm trying to convert one of my buddies, you know, on the get uh, uh, one of my video game buddies to cloud gaming right now, but. You know, he's still hard body on his PC. I'm going to get you over there, bro, if you listen. I'm going to bring you to the good side. I'm going to bring you to the dark side. I'm going to get you one of these days. But um, 
yeah man like y'all gotta understand the pandemic came and people couldn't go outside people couldn't do anything playstation and the new the new player ps5 the new xbox came out and it sold out because it's not that many going around so everybody want to play the game and want to get the new stuff but they can't but everybody got a smart tv everybody got a tv in general everybody got a phone everybody got a tablet everybody got this device everybody got that device a laptop a desktop so that means you can download the stadia launcher you can download game pass xbox game pass and you can download luna and geforce now and all this and all these you see what i'm saying and then boom you right back in the game cross play on all the platforms and everything so you know let's also read something else yeah they also said the wide variety of available services means that there's no shortage of options when it comes to streaming games Microsoft, Sony, Amazon, Google, Nvidia, Tencent, and more all offer cloud-based gaming today, speaking to the tech's potential as a pillar of the industry. Of course, these services have seen varying levels of success. For Fernandez Money, the market leader is Xbox Cloud Gaming from Microsoft. I personally don't agree with his take, but hey, that's what his money is good for. He's I'm Stadia. He likes it. I'm all for cloud gaming as a whole, but I wouldn't say that. I don't know about all that one, buddy, but ugh, yeah. And let's go ahead and read one more thing. Aside from the value many consumers and analysts see at Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Cloud Gaming addresses another ongoing issue, console shortages. With the majority of games being available to play on PC, Game Pass provides an alternative to hunting down the notoriously hard-to-find Xbox Series X/S consoles. Another option is to use the last-generation platform, Xbox One, to play Game Pass titles. A feature that New Zoo expects to be available by the end of 2021. So New Zoo is where this website that I'm on is um, has gotten their information from. And I'm on newzoo.com right now. And they have like a PDF and like a whole bunch of stuff you can download. But I think you have to like either sign up or pay for it. And I'm not doing all that. But they do have highlights from their whole analysis, you know, that any and everybody can see publicly for free on their website. So they say throughout the pandemic, cloud gaming has offered an accessible alternative for veteran and returning players to play games, as well as gateway to gaming for new players. Download this free cloud, blah, 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 like I told y'all. Their high-level takeaways from their full 2021 uh, cloud gaming report. So and when you click that, it'll bring you to another page. And it'd bring, um, you know, PDF and, you know, breakdowns of everything. And then, oh, you got to pay, right? So no paying. So let's go through the highlights, right? Highlights are up on the screen right now. By the end of 2021, there will be 23.7 million paying users of cloud gaming services, spending a combined 1.6 billion on cloud gaming services and games streamed via the cloud. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Cloud gaming is dead. There's no saving it. But 
23, 24 million people are paying for cloud services. Let's just say 24 million. 24 million people. 24 million people are paying for cloud gaming services. Spending a combined 1.6 billion on cloud gaming services and games streamed via the cloud. Now, I wonder if that's 1.6 billion a year or just in total or, or whatever. They don't really clarify it. The next point is incentivized by new and expanding services. More consumers than ever before are experimenting with cloud gaming. Around 94% of those aware of cloud gaming have either already tried it or want to try it. Now, they said the ones who have already tried it are 50% of those people. And the people who want to try it are pretty much 45, 50%. So out of 94% of people who are aware of cloud gaming, half of those people have tried it. And the other half have not. Another point is the cloud gaming ecosystem and network infrastructure infographic. Uh, I guess we will have to look at that and stuff. Um, I, I don't have that up right now. And then, you know, they have in-depth interviews, whatever. So I clicked another link. So now we just pretty much live recording, recording live, whatever the case may be. And boy, do they have graphs. Yeah, they have graphs, cloud gaming solutions. Oh my Lord. I didn't think it was this many. It's a lot of platforms. Oh, sh oh snap. Oh, it's way more than what I've been saying. And you know what's so funny? All the big ones is in the same boat. Stadia, PlayStation Now, Luna, Game Pass, Facebook. Man, wow. They, they, yo, I just want to say shout out to newzoo.com because they really, uh, they, they really went the mile to really break this down. So I'm going to go ahead and, um, put it up on the screen. And this is going to be going to read through some of this. The supply chains and ecosystems of any transformative tech are intrinsically complicated. In intrinsically my bad I, I pronounced that wrong I'm sorry intrinsically complicated cloud gaming one of the most exciting technologies to hit gaming since mobile is no different the interplay between cloud gaming's key players involves everyone from cloud and internet service providers to game publishers hardware manufacturers and even TV makers also like most new technologies the cloud gaming ecosystem is not static changes are frequently happening with partners, strike, with, with partners striking making new collaborations almost daily, there are always new stakeholders entering cloud gaming, meaning the situation will likely become even more complex. So yeah, man, y'all see the graph and y'all see how everything intertwines and whatever the case. And we know who some of these companies and people and these platforms and services, we already know about some of these deals. We know EA Play and Xbox and Game Passes, they work together. We know Ubisoft Plus and Stadia. We know the, the people over there at Ubisoft and, and Stadia, they in bed with each other, getting the deals done. We know everybody getting these deals done. Now let's go back 
to the what? I said the fifth half of the people who've heard of it tried it and half of people haven't. And what? They said spending a combined 1.6 billion on cloud gaming services and game stream via the cloud. So just this alone, I can kind of see where they're going. And with a little bit more information, if I if I had um, the access to it, I will understand more than what I'm just assuming and gathering from this on how they got 6.5 billion a year. Because if I assume that this 1.6 billion number is annually per year, oh yeah, then by 2024, yeah, this is 6.5, 7 billion. Keep in mind, mind you, Netflix is pouring into about 17, 20 billion into this, into content in general. So just cloud gaming is, is about to be a big cash cow. It's about to be a big cash cow. Uh, let me tell y'all something. I don't even play through Steam no more. I haven't opened my Epic or Steam in weeks. Probably months. I, I like I have the best and worst concept of time. I haven't opened it in months. I've been gaming solely through Google Stadia whenever I play the game. I'm playing Trails of Cold Steel 3, fire. I'm playing PUBG, fire. Zombie Army Dead War 4, fire. I just bought Doom, fire. I got Assassin's Creed Origins, fire. I got Grid, fire. Resident Evil Village Gold, whatever, Hazard Edition, fire. What else I got? Let me, I got Power Rangers Battle of the Grid, fire. What, I got Grime, fire. La Crimza, La Crimza, yo, Yeast 7, 8, whatever, fire. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, fire. Elder Scrolls Online, fire. Republic, Kona, Monster Boy, West of Lowland, Little Nightmares, Paw Patrol, yeah, you heard me, Paw Patrol, Terraria, Street Power Football, Chronos Before the Ashes, Reigns, Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, Pixel Junk Raiders, Trying for Little Nightmares 1 and 2. What is you saying? And what you saying? And what you saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. You think that you know. Oh my lord, y'all don't know. Listen, 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 listen. With that being said, Cloud gaming, I have said this and I'm going to keep saying it, it is the future. The infrastructure is only going to get better whether Stadia might be, might, whether Stadia has the best tech right now and then a year from now, it's Amazon. They have the best tech. And then the year after that, Microsoft, they have the best tech. Guess what? It's all going to be on the cloud. It's all going to be more convenient. The future is here. It is here. And I'm glad that is here, man. I'm glad that is here. The more users and the more gamers hop on all of these platforms, the better this is going to be. The more honest and real, legitimately logical feedback we give these platforms, the better they'll be able to come. The better they'll be able to present. The better they'll be able to provide quality gameplay, quality service, quality everything. 
the more we share our opinions about cloud gaming and letting people know that hey this might or might not be the best thing for you but you should at least give it a try see it you know see how it works and if you like it you like it you don't you don't i'll be here playing on stadium But my thing is the tech. Using Google Stadia as a example, playing on your phone, playing on your TV, playing on your laptop, this means you have one account that can just travel anywhere with you on any device. The utility of cloud gaming as a whole, no matter the platform, it is a quality of life update in real life this is what i need people to understand this is the point y'all been waiting on like oh my god he going in this is the point cloud gaming is a quality of life upgrade in real life no more i ain't got no more space on my xbox i ain't got no more space on my playstation Oh, my PC running out of day, running out of space. Oh, I got to get a new SSD. I got to get an external hard drive. I got to get external. Man, no. 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 I want to play PUBG right now. I'm going to get on Stadia, press a button, I'm there. When games get updated, and y'all know how them patches come out. Oh, man, it's a 40 gigabyte download update. You ain't even got to worry about gigabyte download nothing, man. It's already done. It's already done by the time you even press the button. Before you press the button, it's already done. You don't even have to wait for a download time. You don't even have to wait. It's just the update is already applied. It's, uh, it's already applied. Cloud gaming is a quality of life update in real life. And that's just what it is. And that's going to be it for this episode of the Gamers Den. If you like this episode, please leave a like and subscribe. Comment what you think below. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to catch y'all next time. Gone.